Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for episode number 14 of 24, season 2. Um, somewhere in the evening, let's call it. <laughs> uh, the famous episode, which is before the famous episode. The, the, <laughs> the one where Mason leaves before Mason does something else, which we're going to get to next week. Uh, we get a whole lot of drama this week, including Michelle's old boss oh, in the beginning God. of a soap opera storyline that I wiped from my memory until oh. she showed up on screen. Wow, are we excited. Uh, and plus, oh. Kim is still in a cabin, but oh. soon to be gone. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. There's a lot of... Uh, um, my name is Colin, and just make sure everyone keeps their hands off my system. And my name is Ben, and... I was pathetic, just like you. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to start off this episode with two things. We're, we're, we're going to have a little bit of listener input here. Um, oh, wait, hang on, I, we I have a listener? We have at least a listener. Uh, I, I do have, um, uh, this goes back a couple of weeks, I guess, uh, a recent episode where we debated about put your back down oh, and what that right. meant, yes, the Sherry yes. Lynn fight. Yep. And I got a text message saying, FYI, put your back down is referring to when cats fight and arch their backs. Um, <laughs> that comes from our esteemed listener, Ian Hilding. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, Colin's got a direct line to our listener. He's getting text messages like, wow, text. Colin's really, really into our listeners from his brother. Um, <laughs> which, can I just say, um, good to see that your brother's listening to the show. And uh, is he the one that I uh, played with his guinea pigs? That sounds a bit wrong. Yes, but, um, yes that's right. You played with his guinea pigs. I, I've been to his, oh, I gave, I gave him a, 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 I bought him AFL stuff. I, yeah, yeah, I know who he is. You yep. know him. You know our listener too. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Also, I'm going to start this episode before we even get into it. Following up on last week's big fedora debate, which, by the way, I was for Ben having a fedora. Oh, um, no. Apparently, our listeners are not. <laughs> oh. A few reactions here from uh, some polled members of our community, our Oz Network community. Uh, Kristen's reaction was something along the lines of, you know, um, Rossi's was. Rocky. I'm not for it for anybody, but especially not for Ben. <laughs> Jared's was, yeah, I'll give that a hard pass. <laughs> and Jamie was, what's a fedora? And then I, I Googled it and showed her pictures. And she said, unless he's Harrison Ford, I'm going to say nobody Look, should wear a fedora. I, I, I just, I need to take a stand here. All right. Like I've put I'm a, for I'm, it. I voted for you, it. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. 
I know you all got taste. I've put up with this from the women in my life and now I'm putting up with people like Kristen. What taste does Kristen have? I've always backed up Kristen. I've always defended her for being grumpy. But, like, no. Now I've, I've had it with her. She can go grump off somewhere. Rocky, fuck off. He likes octopus. He like he's got taste. And Jared... He doesn't like Novak Djokovic. The poor man's been imprisoned in Australia at the time of recording this. Feel sorry for him. And Jamie, she married you. So I'm just, I'm done. Hey, you got one vote though. So let's do the fedora. We'll put it on social media. Then our, our actual <laughs> listeners can vote on it. And if, and if you sign up to our Patreon, you too can get a signed picture of me wearing a fedora. At this point, we'll give you a signed fedora if you sign a Patreon. Jeez, New we, tier. We, remember, we do have patrons. We just haven't paid attention to them. We're sorry. Um, <laughs> We're getting money for nothing. Are we getting money, though? I ben don't know. Remember. He doesn't remember where the bank account is. I don't know how it works. Probably got like $100 sitting in an account somewhere. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Stuff's happened well, in my life. I need a fedora to think. God damn it. Let's get into the episode here. Um, oh, yeah, 24. Yeah. <laughs> general <laughs> thoughts. Uh, I, there is there is still a lot of garbage in this episode, but it's going somewhere. And then there's other stories that clearly they're just cutting off, tease and then cut you off. That's frustrating. Um, I, I think more than anything, I'm just happy that we're progressing to the point where I know good stuff is coming. Yeah, I think that's it because, I mean... I'll just say Keeper Sutherland is amazing in this episode. Um, oh yeah, I like. I think he's. I said this last week, didn't I? But he he saves it from a bin potentially just because there's one particular moment with him where it's just like, wow, God, this guy's good. Like, oh, just mm. get him up. He put him in a fedora. Like, oh, just you know. <laughs> but like again, you're right. Like the stuff goes. But there's other things though that is just um, like. Oh, don't get me started on Carrie Turn. I forget how much I hate this woman and how much I hate this storyline. Um, I always, like, I know she comes in this season, but then when she just rocks up, I'm like, oh, God, she's here already. Um, and, like, there's like there's a moment in this episode to me which just makes no sense, and it's almost like the writers have just gone, oh, fuck, we've got to get to that point. Just just do that. No one will notice. Um, so, yeah, but, like, uh, but Jack's great. The, the Mason moment, like, we get a pretty um iconic 24 trope in this episode for only the second ever time, the first time ever in the middle of an episode, and I think uh, one of only a very few times it's not for a death of a character as well. Might be the mm. only time it's not for the death of a character. I could be wrong on that. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I just want to get to next week already. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's get this out of the way. Um the big debate this season is, is Kim's storyline going to get worse? And I remembered, uh, I, I don't know, weeks and weeks ago saying with a, before leading into the Cougar, I'm like, yeah, you know, is the Cougar really as bad as we remember? We'll have to revisit that. And it was, I remember thinking, you know, is the Lonnie storyline really as bad as you remember? And it is. Um, oh. And it's all because like, I, this is where my big debate is. Uh, well, first, let me let me quickly cover all the action here. So, uh, anything on the radio? No, as Lonnie's listening, all talk radio all the time. <laughs> and they're, they're talking about a school voucher debate. The school voucher debate is still <laughs> heating up. I thought it was resistance radio. I thought we we're back in Terminator Salvation yeah. days. <laughs> uh, but um, 
you know, obviously it's just, it, you know, for the audience's point of view, oh, this guy's really evil because he's saying there's nothing on the radio, but clearly there is. Uh, and all this really leads to is Kim, when he's not listening, saying, I wonder if anything's on TV. <laughs> he hasn't bothered to unplug the TV. So she's watching like, I don't know, Guiding Light and <laughs> Price is Right or whatever else on, the, I guess this is evening TV. It shouldn't be daytime TV. Uh, but, uh, yeah, why is all what, the news on? Why is she on all the news channels? Shouldn't like NCIS be on or something like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like, what, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m.? So this yeah. is prime time. Exactly. But, and it's basic cable. I know she's picking up <laughs> CNN on basic cable. Uh, but, of course, she knows he's lying now. So what does she do? She asks, can I have an aspirin? And then when he's back <laughs> turn she actually gives it a high yeah it's like yeah <laughs> i'm over there with a flashlight <laughs> oh, and then of course kim like come on what are you trying to do you're trying to kidnap me kill me rape me no i was just lonely well that wasn't very nice to everybody like this is why things happen to you kim that you know the guy just kidnapped you against your will Oh, I was just lonely. And this is where my debate is. I mean, he's going to let her out. He's going to give her a gun and let her out. <laughs> um, but I I, oh, I remember when this happened, being like, oh, okay, now she's kidnapped from a guy in the woods. Of course, it can't get any more absurd than this. And then you have that moment where you're like, oh, he's not kidnapping her. He's just lonely. And you think to yourself for a second, I'm kind of glad that this didn't go so absurd. And then you're like, no, the fact that he kidnapped her into a bomb shelter because he was lonely, is that absurd? Like, is this better for being a big letdown ending or is it worse for being a big letdown ending? Like at this point, it's impossible to tell. It's all a letdown with Kim. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's, uh, and this is what I think I said last week or the week before where it's just like, they almost make you sympathize with this guy. Like, fuck off. Like, I mean, like, and this is like, it's weird watching this now and just like isolating this storyline to be all like, like she's there going, Oh my God, the bomb's going off. And he's just like, literally like, yeah, it has better wait down here. We don't know about the radiation. Oh, I'm going to turn on the radio. Did you hear anything? No, the radiation must've affected it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cot over here. You want to sleep? Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just like, I'm coffee, sorry. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> Java, cappuccino. Like in what world? Like again, Kim is just so stupid. Like, if you live in any world where a nuclear bomb has gone off, you're just going to be there going, oh, I'm going to check the radio. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, what happened to a friend who went to Stanford and, like, was in foster care? Yeah. Like, is she worried about him? <laughs> like, Rick's out there probably dying and turned into a zombie. Yeah, she's of not reacting to any of this. She's just like, oh, I'm going to call my dad. Oh, oh, I've got any aspirin. Like, I mean, like, it's just... <laughs> and he's just all, like, there, there, like, rubbed on the back. It reminds me of um, Cal Hockley in Titanic when he's just like, there, there, to the little girl. <laughs> but, like, it's just... It is dumb because, like, again, this all borders down to, hey whack! And it's like, no, don't hurt me! I wasn't going to rape or hurt you! I'm just lonely! Ugh. Bad! Bad man! <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving now! Please come back! No. Okay! Like, what is the point? <laughs> Two hours of this crap. We had a cougar. She's in a thing with this. Next week, she's going to get into, she's gonna back to a bring it on mode, Kim. Um, I, I also, the, the funny thing, though, is I love how Lonnie, he's like, 
Here's a gun and fire in the air. There might be cougars. Like, I just want kids to be like, you could have given this to me two hours ago. <laughs> could have given it to the writers two hours. I, I, this is what I want for the rest of Kim's storyline. I want the rest of this season to be Kim getting revenge on the cougar. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you get, like, the voiceover, it's like, she was stalked and stuck in a trap. Now it's time for revenge. It's Kim versus the cougar coming this fall on Fox. She's a nanny with a special set of skills. <laughs> you think you've had a bad day? You haven't suffered half of what she has in the last 12 hours. See that cougar? Bring it on. Here, there, or anywhere. Her friend was in foster care and now is at Stanford. <laughs> but now she has a gun. And she's not afraid to use it. She likes swimming and furniture stores. <laughs> And likes breaking the law, but then calling daddy to get out of it. <laughs> she's the worst, but she's got a gun. <laughs> Kim and the cougar. Kim and the cougar. Uh, coming this fall. <laughs> so much better. Like, I would watch but, that. You know, it, it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, you're on to something. Because every single thing that happens to Kim in this season is a one to two episode arc. And... All other storylines will play out with a little bit. This is the season where they're rushing everything. But all of the storylines at least have some patience. Let's do three weeks. Let's do four weeks, whatever. And this is another two-week storyline where she has... Think about what happened. She faced off with a cougar, <laughs> was rescued us. by a guy in a cab in the middle of the woods, taken down into a bomb shelter against her will, and then allowed to go free. And this happened over the course of, what, three weeks. This is the longest story arc she's had. And in a way, I almost feel like, you know what, the storylines are all bad, but let's just let it play out for longer than two weeks. Like, let's have the cougar stalking her longer. Let's have her lost in the, the, the wilderness on her own. Like, it doesn't need to be a new thing every single week. And she's still got to get, she's got to get held up at gunpoint in a convenience store yet. She's got to go back to get her clothes and bump into this. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it, Gary. It doesn't get any better here, folks. Like, I mean, yeah. like at this point, like, just like get her to Aunt Carol's, just like get her in a bed, wake her up at like seven in the morning. Oh, oh no, dad, text from dad. Oh, stop the bomb. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, job vacancy, CTU. Maybe I'll apply for that for season three. Boom. <laughs> like you can still credit her. Like, Freaking Penny Johnson Gerald's about to go missing for the next 10 episodes and come back yeah. for the last four. Like, and she's still a main cast member. Unless your cast member will still get a paycheck. Like, I mean, come exactly. on. Oh. And, like, was the demand for her that high when when we we pretty much know now that, like, everybody was just driven nuts by her? I, I think, like, in all seriousness, it probably does come down to the fact that she was the hottest star of this show. Um, That outside of Keeper Sutherland, I mean, Alicia Cuthbert was a pretty big deal back in the early 2000s and it was because of this show. So, yes, I would probably say it was. Um, because, I mean, outs- um, no disrespect to Dennis Haysbert or to, you know, Carlos Bernard or, you know, Rako Ellsworth or people like that, um, Xander Berkeley. But, you know, I'm, I'm not buying my copy of Teen Hits Weekly to get my poster of George Mason on my wall. Like, you know. I'm, well. I'm, well, I mean. Maybe Harris Yulin. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, Penny Johnson Gerald, you know, I'm there. But, um <laughs> I'm buying a different type of magazine, but, um, but yeah, I think like she was like, that was a thing, you know, she was a big star because of this show. So they were well, probably like, you know, we have to. 
you know, you're, you're also aiming for demographics for a TV show like this. Like, again, very yeah. different viewing in the early 2000s. It's about advertising dollars, and you want to make sure that you have young people watching a show because it's, what, the 18 to 49 demographic. So you put a teenage girl on a show like this. Maybe you have a chance. Maybe you're not, it's not going to be a huge segment, but you're going to get some of that demographic. And that's really the only reason for it. I can, you can see the writer's frustration with why do we have to write something for Kim every single week? And it worked last season. Like, just because I yeah. want to bring Janet up, because I feel we haven't talked about Janet in a while. But, like, I mean, <laughs> you do want that demographic because you're going to have, you know, your teenage girls hanging out with the hot teenage boys in the hot furniture store. Like, oh, that's what all the kids are doing these days. So, like, you know, they're into it. And then even later on when she's, you know, hanging out the compound and getting, you know, drug held up and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the kids are involved. The kids kids are into that drug stuff. They're Oh, well, I'm choking on myself. Um, oh, sorry. I get so, get so excited when I talk about what the kids are into these days. I just, I just get worked up. Um, but yeah, but like this season, like, what are the kids into? Like, you know, the the nanny's boss flirting with her, doing swimming, like swimming, yeah, cougars, like, oh yeah, like murder. The daughter was big at this point. Exactly. Like, I mean, God, getting held up in convenience stores, getting <laughs> held up by future stars of Entourage. Like, ooh, like, you know, bring it. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> um, let's get the other bad storyline out of the way here. Uh, first of all, Mason is on his way out here. Uh, he's coughing really badly <laughs> and he's coughing into his hand, which really bothered me now. I don't think oh. this would have bothered me three years ago. <laughs> Social <laughs> distancing, hand. hand sanitizer. Come on, George. <laughs> but uh, when he goes up, we get, we finally get Paula's replacement. You know what? Maybe if <laughs> they had gone, later. <laughs> if they had gone to division, like division keeps saying, maybe it wouldn't have taken them this long to get Paula's replacement in there. Uh, and we talked about season one, you know, a character that I completely forgot until she appeared on screen where I'm like, who is this? Jamie, Jamie, where you're like, oh, how did I forget Jamie? Same thing with this year. I'm like, why do I recognize this lady? I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, it's, it's that know, woman. The, 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 the <laughs> days of our lives guiding light storyline of the season oh. with uh, Michelle's former brother's lover or whatever. Yeah. It's just this doesn't. is, oh. mm. you know what? I'll tell you what this is. Again, this is, at the, you you started out, you hire, hire Rico Zalesworth for Rico, Rico Zalesworth. Rico, Rico Zalesworth. Do you need it? Um, Do you need a yeah. moment there, Colin? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> you hire Michelle for a season. <laughs> Uh, she comes in as a guest star, you know, we talked to John Kassar and he said, oh yeah, he kind of planted that idea in the head of it. You could do more with Michelle. Think about Tony and Michelle. Uh, now you're over halfway through the season. They've decided we like Rika Salesforce. We like her. We want, <laughs> we want her more involved in the show. So now we're in the second half of the season where suddenly they're like, she's going to be a permanent fixture. Give her something to do. And they're like, Let's bring in her former boss, who's now her subordinate, and let's throw some family soap opera drama in there. Nothing about this works. And, and I feel bad because I don't feel like this actress is the problem. No. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, maybe there was potential if you hadn't written this so soap opera. We know where this is going to go later on. We won't get into it all now. But it's just, it's not fun knowing that this is going to be a significant part of the, the last third of the season here. 
but some some good stuff. I love Tony or not Tony um, Mason introducing himself to her, where he's like, it's like he's coming up drunk now. Of course, they had to write in that she knew. When did this become public knowledge too about Mason's yeah. radiation sickness? Because last I knew, Michelle and Tony and Jack were the only ones who knew. But of course, every time the the camera's not on the let me tell you what's happening to George. He's dying of radiation sickness. <laughs> now, if this hadn't been common knowledge, when he comes up, he's staggering, he's slurring his words. You must be the new sister of the vision set, right? Like, this is drunk Mason hitting on Carrie Turner here. Um, but I love <laughs> Again, not realizing, the audience doesn't realize she knows about this. She looks amazing and goes, wow, you look worse than I expected. I'm like, I was like, that's just rude. <laughs> Like, I'm rotting you up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, then they have to throw in there. Oh, she knew. But like, you don't know that when she said, you look worse than I expected. Are these people are uh, to you like being dicks to George? Like, oh, like, hey, hey, Tony, you're going to go get an x-ray later on? <laughs> 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 did, did you watch that latest movie with the nuclear? Did you watch Chernobyl? <laughs> George couldn't. <laughs> oh, very funny, Frank. I've got radiation poisoning. Ha <laughs> ha, I get it. Yeah, this just like, I don't know, what would you call this? Sickness bullying, um, <laughs> sickness shaming, uh, death shaming, I don't know. Sycophobic. There's a lot of inappropriateness here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, you know, they have to give, just like they had to give Randy Murdoch, man with the fedora, some type of personality. They have to give her personality. So she comes in, just make sure everybody keeps their hands off my system. Like her job is what systems up something or other. Uh, yeah. Systems up. That is literally her job title. And every line of dialogue she has has something with the word system in it or op throughout this entire episode. Just get their hands off my system. Okay. Get me working on some op stuff, guys. Like what is, what is her job going to be? Writer's room systems up. Okay. What does that entail? Outside of opening sockets, lots of stuff with systems and operations. <laughs> Give me systems command. This is this is a trope though, and this is where, like, you get sick of this. Like everyone jokes about the mole in twenty four, the CTU. There's always a mole, but like to me, there's always the days of our lives soap opera storyline of the season. Yeah. They'll always bring in random person at some point who's going to be connected to somebody and blah 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 blah. I will say that I hate this storyline with passion. I hate the one next season more with Chloe and the baby. Mm -hmm. I will say that right now because I'm not going to be positive on Chloe next season. <laughs> I Nobody could not positive. Like, Chloe was, like, the worst in season three. I hated her. And then she <laughs> goes on to become Chloe, like, arguably the second greatest thing ever to be in 24. But um, I'm thinking of other, like, I love me, Kate Mara. Like, oh, do I love Kate Mara? But when she comes into this show, she's not that great <laughs> because she's the carrier of her season. There's some drama around her I can't even remember. I don't even care for the drama. Oh, Kate Mara, yes, just do whatever you want to do. Um, but, yeah, no, fuck Carrie. I can't stand her. She's annoying. <laughs> really, yeah. the only positive thing we have to talk about with the CTU stuff is uh, Mason stepping down, which uh, I, I, I really question, you know, they knew this was coming. This isn't like, okay, well, we're going to have to move to division at some point, but let's just wait till there's a break in the whole bomb crisis so we can shuttle people there for an hour and a half, even though it takes everybody in this entire TV show 20 minutes to drive anywhere. Uh, but um, they asked the question uh, about, uh, oh, uh, who, who's in command? And then it, George doesn't know. 
It's like the beginning of the episode. And I'm thinking like, you knew you were dying. You should have spent maybe some of your break time saying, Tony, let me bring you up to speed. This yeah. is this is the password for my computer. This is who you call if you're having problems with your systems ops. Um, <laughs> you know, if there's a socket that won't open, <laughs> call this person. If there's a mole. Uh, if there's a mole, yeah. Um, if Randy Murdoch insists on wearing his hat in the building, tell him it's against pop company policy. Like, bring if him Marla's up to called speed. in to format files. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just just make sure it's not at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, but like, call the command. This hasn't even been in Mason's mind, you know, until now. But like, when it does come up, suddenly he's just like, Tony, I think it's time for me to step down. But Mason, we need you. Who's gonna be the director? you're the director now like it's cheesy it is very cheesy but i like it because of xander berkeley you know he can sell cheese in this show we're gonna get a lot more cheesy stuff with him next week but oh uh, yeah it, it, it works like this you know slowly walking out of the building and then when tony has his you know uh department head meeting that's gonna come up <laughs> mason has stepped out and you know you can just see what tony <laughs> With Tony, like as soon as they come back from Mason stepping down, where Tony's already in the office, like he, he's like, okay, there's a bomb coming, everybody. Hold on, I gotta get my nameplate centered on the door. Like, Where's Cubby? <laughs> Where's Cubby? Yeah. Where's Cubby's office? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I I do really like this Mason farewell scene here. You know, it, we're gonna get even better stuff with Mason next week, but it's it's just sort of the beginning here. Yeah. Look. I, I don't want to take away, like, I've marked it down as a potential top five. I don't think it is. But, like, I mean, anything with a silent clock should be marked down. And I will say this, no, this isn't the only time we get a silent clock with a non-death. Um, I don't want to spoil anything moving forward, but uh, there are a few other cases. Mainly, silent clock is a tribute to a death um, and a very controversial one around a certain character's death in uh, season five with no silent clock and everyone went fucking furious over that shit. <laughs> Turned out they weren't really dead. So there was a reason <laughs> behind it. Um, but this is great. Like, I like this moment and kind of when George leaves with the silent clock. But, like, I, I, I've, got this, I've got this idea, Colin. We need to re-edit this and somehow do this. So George is gone. Sad. You know, bye, bye, George. Then we got Tony. It's like, all right, everyone, I'm the new boss of CTU. And as you know... Some of you may have heard George had radiation sickness and he's going to die, which is pretty sad. But, uh, yep, we're going to get back to work and we're going to find this bomb. And I love Michelle comes in here and is like, Tony, Tony, good job. And Tony's <laughs> like, thanks. I want Tony to, like, turn to the camera, jump up, freeze frame, and, like, hold his fist in there and freeze. <laughs> to, You're the best. The best. Nothing's going to stop you. <laughs> Just freeze it, 80s style, mid-jump, like... <laughs> <laughs> like that's just it Tony's Tony's achieved life He's out there And Michelle's got his approval Yes The best The best Nothing's gonna stop you now Oh god But I just I just love You gotta have this moment Like it's just Tony good job it's like, Yeah That's pretty good wasn't it It's a flavour saver isn't it uh, <laughs> So you think we should go to see a movie Get dinner sometime <laughs> Which Again Big criticism this whole season and it, it, I love in the official book, it basically says that the writers got sick of dragging out the bomb. So they basically wanted to wrap it up. Like mm. you're into episode 14 and you're like, oh, we better <laughs> do something with this now. Okay. Um, but like, again, 
Everyone's still just a bit chilled and casual. We'll get when we get to the airport stuff. I've got massive complaints about how chilled everyone is. <laughs> like George's like, yeah, man, I'm sick. I'm leaving. George's like, come on, guys, we're gonna finally got that passenger list. Still, anyone still got that passenger <laughs> list going for it? But I, I also love his speech here when he's like, yeah, George is dying. On any other day, we'd mourn as we would for <laughs> Jenkins and Smithers and Jones and Paul Paul. doesn't get a last name. It's just Paula. Um, and everyone else. Yeah, and all those other people who died. 30-odd <laughs> freaking people were killed in this building. And you're just like, you're telling them now? Yeah, we probably should have mourned those people, but we're CTU. And we've got a bomb to find. And give me that you passenger list. You could have had me like Jenkins and Paula. And then you cut, doot, 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 and you come back <laughs> from commercial. And Stevens. <laughs> and all the other people. <laughs> like, it's seriously, it's just like, I just want somebody to back her. Like, and there's like, like 10 people left and they're just all like, hmm, okay, back to their desk. <laughs> I want somebody to be going, you didn't mention Smithers. He was my <laughs> best friend. Larry, we've talked about this. We miss Smithers. We really do. <laughs> somebody wipes Smithers' ear off the wall over there. It's still smearing them. <laughs> we will mourn him. I promise. We need to find the bomb. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> uh... So the Palmer drama is important for story purposes, but this is also frustrating because we've had several weeks on this big reveal of Sherry is behind this somehow. And of course it sort of leads to nothing um, (laughs) because Sherry was working with Stanton. Now we find out (coughs) I'm choking on my Colin's getting choked now too. (laughs) Wow. Smithers. (laughs) (laughs) This is why this show doesn't get nominated for awards because we just leave this crap in. (laughs) All our other shows get nominated for awards. We put effort into them. Listening to our best of episodes for all our shows and how many times just somebody randomly burps and it's still in the episode. (laughs) And literally the joke is... Every single time one of us follows up with, you would think we'd edit that out. (laughs) Every time the joke is the same. Ever since we started the Oz Network, nothing changes. One of these days we will edit it out. Uh. No, we won't. When we get get nominated for, when I can wear a fedora, we'll edit this stuff out. (laughs) Fuck you, Chris and Rocky and Jared. Especially Jared. I'm disappointed the most in Jared. I like Jared out of those three. I'm rethinking that now. <laughs> You're not going to be going to the tennis with him anymore. I wasn't anyway. He avoided going. He's going the week after. <laughs> yeah. going to, I'm going That's to right the second week. Oh, when are you going? Oh, the 13th. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to go the 14th. I want to go see the better matches because I've probably got more money than you. Well, fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to the cheat seats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should show up the week after. The one that you know yeah. he's going, and then wave at him from the cheap seats, wearing your for tip the hat of the fedora to him, <laughs> my lady. See, see, I can't do that wearing a cap, right? If I put on one of my caps, I can't go, my lady. Like yeah. it doesn't work in a cap. I'm gonna have a fedora, my lady, right? <laughs> it's not a fedora, a, to- a top hat. We're going to do a new poll for next week. Ben in a top hat. Yes or no? I actually could go get a top hat. My um, still got one here in this house. My mum had a top hat and it's on a hat stand. So I could, I'll wear it for the next episode. I'll wear it. I don't know if the headphones yes. will fit, but um, top hat. We're ben. just going to go up with a new hat until something works for Ben. <laughs> what is wrong with a fedora? 
<laughs> Stupid Rocky. Uh, I mean, it works for Indiana Jones, right? Well, I'm, I'm no Harrison Ford, but I mean, I'm younger than him. So <laughs> I'm probably his age in the 80s. His 70s, maybe. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, I think he was already in his 30s when he did Star Wars. Oh, well, I mean, look, I've often compared to Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> the Harrison I'll... Ford of Hobart. You know, you know, anywhere else in the world, that same was ridiculous, but it's Hobart, so you might just be the Harrison Ford of Hobart. I'll, you know, the, funny, the funniest, like, I've maybe had a couple of doppelgangers. I've, the main one I've always got in my life was there's this um, shock jock in Australia called Carl Sandlands, which I own that. Like, I, you know, when I was fatter particularly, I did look like him. But um, I remember being at a party once and, like, this – Girl, or was it a girl or a guy? So, a human. It was all like, <laughs> That's Hobart for you. Was it a girl? Or I'm very progressive in my teenage years. I didn't assume gender. Um, but like, they literally were like, You look so much like blah, blah, blah from home and away. And I'm like, What? And I'm like, Yeah, you look like blah, blah, blah. And like, I can't remember the name of the character, the actor. I, I look absolutely nothing like that person. I'm like, Trust me. I wish I looked like that person. Like they were like a Chris Hemsworth style, like, oh my God, my shirt fell off every single week type character. Yeah, you look, Aiden was a character's name, Aiden. Like you look so much like Aiden. I'm like, I look nothing like Aiden from Home and Away. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I can't remember the name of the actor. I don't think he went on to anything. But um, seriously, like if you're Googling it right now, I'm telling I'm you now, this. I look nothing like Aiden from Home and Away. No, you look nothing like Aiden. Thank uh... you. <laughs> Aiden Jeffries is his name. And was played. Uh, oh, uh, Todd LaSance, of course. He did go on to be in a few things, actually, Todd LaSance. I like him. He was, um, was he in an underbelly? Maybe. Oh, he was in Bite Club. He was in that, um, that's Vampire right. Diaries. Oh, did he go on to Vampire? Oh, he probably he knows. Played um, Ju- you're like, he went on to a few things. He played Julius Caesar in Spartacus. Oh, I was going to say he probably knows Ian Summerholder. But, um, so... Listen to our lost coverage coming, returning soon. Um, I watched Bite Club because Dominic Monaghan, the big star bill of this show, was that Dominic Monaghan came and started an Australian TV show. And it was basically about these cops who were, like, searching for a serial killer uh, and they only killed people who were attacked by sharks. And Todd LaSance was, like, the, the main cop who was attacked by a shark and basically, spoiler alert, Dominic Monaghan was kind of like the Dexter. He was like the blood splatter analysis. And it turns out he was a serial killer. <gasps> Plot twist! It was actually like, it was really shit, but really good. It was like so bad it was good. And like Dominic Monaghan played like a hammy villain by the end of it. And I'm like, yeah, did better than he did in Star Wars. Let's be honest. So, um, <laughs> was I look- he in Star Wars? I'm still waiting to catch him. <laughs> uh, the, the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is I look nothing like Todd LaSance. So... Uh- <laughs> I also look at nothing, nothing like Harrison Ford. So we've established that. But, yeah. but if you had a fedora, you might. I might. I, re- I wonder if Toddler Science has ever worn a fedora. Let's Google it. You know what? I want I want to just buy a fedora and send it to you for your birthday. <laughs> Please do. Um, <laughs> I type in Toddler Science fedora and it comes up with some guy else in a fedora. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. I wonder if Keeper Sutherland's ever worn. Did we look this up last week? <laughs> <laughs> Did we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what we do each week. Um, keep a Sutherland fedora. Uh, Google doesn't want to work for me, apparently. Oh, no, we do. Oh, there he is. A picture of him. In a... He does not look good in that. <laughs> if you wear a fedora, people are going to be like, 
you almost look like that guy. You know that guy from 24? Like, Kiefer Sutherland? No, Randy Murdoch. <laughs> and no, then no, you're no, like, no, no. Fedora is gone. <laughs> Penny Johnson Gerald. <laughs> Carrie Turner. <laughs> I, I appreciate this picture of like a weirdly smiley Kiefer Sutherland in a grey suit with a blue shirt and a fedora. And in his hand, somebody zoomed in on the fact that he's holding a mobile phone and a packet of camel cigarettes. So, <laughs> Kiefer smokes camel. Good for Kiefer. <laughs> the important part is that Fedora looks good. <laughs> Look, he can pull anything off. Literally. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, Sherry. <laughs> Fuck, we're terrible. <laughs> Listen off the podium. You know, she... Seriously, we're nominated for an award right now. Vote sportspodcast.com. Vote for us. It's good. <laughs> I just want to point out the single best exchange of dialogue that we've had this entire season between David and Sherry is when they're telling the story, which of course just, just dropped it at the last minute. Don't worry, David. I'll have this all explained. She calls in her pal from the NSA. He's like, yes, I will confirm that Sherry in no way committed terrorist acts. She was doing undercover work for me. you know. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, where did you meet him? And she's like, at the hotel. I didn't sleep with him. And David's like, I didn't ask. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. <laughs> the most random exchange. Dialogue. I didn't sleep with Roger Stanton. Ooh. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, David. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she first explains me, I met him in a park. It was dark, rainy night. I was wearing my fedora. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't not picture with the dog meeting people in secrecy. I can't not picture in the fedora now. She's but hot uh, in I mean, fedora. this. Just, this this storyline is I I don't think we're gonna see Sherry until the the Kingsley tape thing comes out. Uh, though, right, I think she's missing for like at least oh, eight or so, nine or so episodes. Uh, this, this is the last episode of this season where all the main cast are in it. Uh, there's a fun mm-hmm. little fact for you. Um, yeah, I don't think we. Yeah, she's she's missing for quite some time. Uh, yeah, but and, yeah. like it's it's a huge letdown. Like especially if you're watching this. You know, first time around, you don't know she's coming back or whatever. You know, it's, when they bring her back later on, it's 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 okay. It's it's not bad. But when well, this is the ending, the plot. It, I mean, huge. But but when this is what you've sat through for fourteen episodes now, you're like, or, or probably more like eleven because she came in, you know, a few weeks in. You're like, okay, she's there. She has some information. She's helping. Okay, we get it. And then, oh, she has ties to this plot with Stanton. And, oh, she was working as the president. Oh, no, she was actually helping him. All right, get out, Sherry. And you're like, that's it? I remember watching this thinking, why did they bother bringing her in the show? Like, I'm very confused why she was even brought back. Yeah, she doesn't come. She's missing for six episodes. She's in the last four. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, save her for the last four episodes. Like, mm-hmm. um, because it, it does. It's it's kind of like I, I'm not a fan of how – this whole stant thing came about in the last few weeks. And, and yeah, like last week's plot twist was ask Sherry. And like, yeah. I, I want to see David go full David here. Like, why? Because we can't. <laughs> David's just like, Sherry, you sure you're not telling me everything? And she's all just like, oh, I swear I was doing to help you. Call up Bob at Langley. Hello, Bob at Langley. <laughs> Yes, this is the president. Is Sherry evil? No, Mr. President. Okay, <laughs> Sherry, I didn't sleep with him. You're fired. Get out or I'll arrest you. Like, that's all it comes down to. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. It's a huge and again, letdown. And again, let's just point this out. Nuclear bomb could be going off any second right now. And Palmer's still mm. just chatting to guys at Langley. Like, <laughs> this is, 
I literally want, and like, I know you're about to get the airport stuff. I just want the bomb to just go off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. They're just chilling. They're, they're doing things. They're talking about it. Pew. Oh, what was that? Ah, oh, shit. Like, it serves you all right for, for procrastinating and taking your time. Yep, exactly. Like, that's all I want to happen. Uh, meanwhile, there is a little bit of urgency. Every time we get this sense of urgency, I appreciate it. We, there's a little bit of urgency here at the airport while Jack is interrogating the translator, or the, the, not the translator, yes, the translator comes <laughs> in. It's like, you did not use the right pronouns. <laughs> which, which language dialect are you speaking? That's from Syria, <laughs> not from Iraq. <laughs> For crying out loud, just tell me what's going on. loud. What are you doing? You're thinking the wrong time in Arabic. But can I, just, can I just, before I forget, like, just on the translator, I know I'm jumping way ahead here. Like, I love how Jack's literally like, get me a translator. Now, okay, fair enough. You have a Middle Eastern looking dude here. I'm assuming he speaks Arabic. Okay. Mm. Bit racist on Jack's part here. What if he's speaking Icelandic? What if he's speaking, <laughs> I don't know, Afrikaans, oh, South Korean? Is there also only one language in the Middle East? Exactly. I like are, we, in- we learned there are three countries, at least three countries with ties to this. Yeah. And he's like, get me the Middle Eastern translator. Like, all you need is a line here to exactly to say like, oh, it sounds like he's speaking Arabic. Kate, you said you know a bit of Arabic. Is it Arabic? Oh, yes. No. There is a, a problem. Bit. Oh, and, and that's your problem with Katie because before she said two words and now she speaks half exactly. the language. <laughs> yeah, there. Okay, so this is our chance to rewrite, like I like we did last week with this is the way you should have ended it. You know, the bomb's gonna go off, and then all of a sudden, oh, the bomb went off, so we don't spoil, you know, Lonnie the rapist or whatever. But uh, the way that this should be written is, oh, we need a translator. What what language? I don't know. <laughs> we we do that. Like, what's he speaking? I don't know. Could be a dozen languages. That's why you bring Kate in because we we established with Kate. Kate said, "Okay, so we I spoke some of this as a teenager when we were living in you know uh, wherever. It's like I remember like two phrases, and he just used one of the two phrases. Here she comes in, and she's translating the whole thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, thank you for your help, Kate." Now get me a better translator. Like, okay, yeah. so is this supposed to be where she got She's it all Australian. Wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Something about a dingo. Uh, <laughs> Sydney. Tim Tams. <laughs> get out of here, you kangaroo bum. <laughs> but like, you could easily rewrite the why. This is the urgency that I was talking about. Where Jack's like, we can't wait for for crying out loud, I can't wait for a translator to get me changed. <laughs> So give you bring Kate in yeah, Give me kick command. But you can have it make sense by simply saying, we just need to, until the translator, what translator should we get? I don't know. Bring Kate in here. She can tell us which language she's speaking. Like then you have a purpose for it. And then it does it. It makes sense because Kate literally translates everything. And then this other translator comes in to basically just, I concur. She's right. That's what he said. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, but again, you have to explain why Kate's still there and why Agent Baker hasn't taken her away to... Uh, I don't know, the cafeteria or whatever to, to get some uh <laughs> Daniel some, some Day taquitos. Kim. Oh. <laughs> this is Daniel Day freaking Kim, you know, barely a background character here right now, escorting people out of the building. Yeah, Do better than Daniel Day Kim. Oh, what a man. <laughs> That's a man right there. He'd but wear I a mean, fedora. I... <laughs> oh, he can pull off anything, right? Oh, he can pull off anything on my body. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
<laughs> he is a uh, Korean he- Kiefer Sutherland. Beautiful man. <laughs> Uh, I love Jack's idea about we got to find the, the this seventh guy or whatever. Can't we rewind the satellites? That's a good idea, Jack. Somebody hit the rewind on the satellite. Here. What does that mean? Get, I don't know. You fly a couple of laps around the Earth, it will turn it back. I saw it in a movie once. <laughs> yeah. Rewind the satellite. <laughs> um. <laughs> now, obviously, when Kate's a bit excused for the real translator coming in, she's outside and she calls Bob really quickly, just to remind us Bob's still a thing. And to give all the exposition, yeah, I can't believe that Marie's really a terrorist and that she shot Reza, <laughs> that she's wearing a black wig. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> and then, of course, Kate, while she's on the phone, she sees somebody. Now, here's another lack of urgency in this season. We know that there's another terrorist likely, even if there's not another terrorist loose in this uh, airport, even if they don't know the bomb is still here, a nuclear bomb was just here. Terrorists were just here. And they're like, all right, if everybody could just form a single file line, we're going <laughs> to this corner. We got to get some of our reporting done. You know, if everybody just wants to grab a coffee, we'll start uh, doing the interviews in about, I don't know, uh, 90 minutes. <laughs> casually and marie's just i'll blend in here with everybody else but of course kate's like that woman about 600 feet away almost looks like my sister wearing a black wig (laughs) it's gotta be marie (laughs) which it's again like yeah you're right and like the the what because the my example from the other episode of being in that airport in america a bag is left behind the whole place gets shut down locked down boom it's okay let's get back into it if they've gone to this place, they've literally just found out that this nuclear bomb is a dud. So they've just gone, oh, damn, I was this close. Translator, sure. Oh, there's going to be paperwork later on. Um, those random people that weren't at the airport when we arrived here half an hour ago, but we need to add them to the story just because it makes it so that that random girl could probably get away. File them in just orderly fashion, put them in a room. Shit, what else can we do? Uh, well, what's that flash? Boom, boom. 24 is over. Um, so, like, it, it is it is dumb. Again, there's no urgency here. This is the United States of fucking America. Like, yeah. this is the, if there is a nuclear bomb at this airport, the whole, like, neighbourhood is shut down. Um, like, you, they just raid everything. Like, this is America. Like, come on. But, like, America. The, the other thing, too, here is, like, what, like, this is going to sound sexist. I can't even apologise for it. What is it with blonde women in this show and being dumb? <laughs> because, like, Kate is stupid here because even if she's like, that woman from a distance looks like my sister wearing a wig, why does she have to go and approach her? Why doesn't she yeah. just go, huh, and then go straight into the Jack, Jack, sister's <laughs> over there. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Kate. Off goes the cavalry. He's around the corner. Exactly. The last time Kate had a conversation with Marie, she's all like, Al-Akbar, death to America, hangs the phone up. <laughs> so now she's all of a sudden like, no, that phone call didn't happen. I'm going to go talk some sense into my sister. She will see the reason. <laughs> like, like this is just, again, the stupidity of it. And again, I get it. TV show's got a TV show. It's got to create some drama. We've got to have this cool moment where Marie gets shot in the arm and it's going to lead to a cool interrogation bit. I get it. But like... It's just, it's just stupid. Like, literally, she's, like, two metres away from Jack, 500 metres away from Marie, and then she, like, literally goes in with a 
to this, you know, Johnny Come Lately security guy, like, ma'am, you can't go there. You've got to go get looked at. But I need yeah. to speak to my sister. Don't argue with me. Uh, I've got a badge. <laughs> Jack Bauer on your way, my lady. Like, well, it's- like, that was really weird, too. It's like Jack Bauer from CTU gave me this badge. This says what visitor on it? Like, <laughs> what is the special insignia on this badge that allows CTU people to bypass their their, I, their command level of command and just let random blonde woman in to interrogate suspects? I'm going to try this out. Time recording this. Time releasing this. I, I'm set to go and work for a, a network of television in Australia. We won't want to, you know, great company, great best network. They show. He's going to be on home and away. That's what that, it is. Well, Spill the beans. I'm going to wear a visitor's badge, right? And I'll be allowed access into certain areas. I'm just going to walk onto the set of Home and Away. I'm going to be like, <laughs> got a badge. I'm the new Alf Stewart, everyone. I'm the lead star. Like, oh, you're filming a new episode of Better Homes and Gardens. You're out, Joe. I'm the host now. Got a badge. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, breaking news. There's a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles. Sorry, Chris Reason. I'm the new newsreader. Welcome to Channel 7 News. I'm Ben Waterworth. Coming up, with a nuclear your, bomb. You pop into the newscast with your fedora. Ben Waterworth here. <laughs> Classic, like, 19 film noir style, I guess. See, I thought there was a news story. There's a nuclear bomb going off Los Angeles. But first, download off the podium and Oz Network. Great show. And vote for it at the sportspodcastawards.com. Yes. Down the bottom there, you can create as many accounts as you like. Apparently, I don't know. I've not tried that. And vote as many times as you like. I have no idea. Maybe you could, couldn't. I've not done that. I don't know. Don't look at me. See, but I've got a badge, so I can get away with it simple yeah it's so easy <laughs> kate yep. makes it look so easy uh, <laughs> seriously she just shows a badge like, did jack give his badge away so later on is jack and be like when we get the shootout later on it's like oh that's the bomb it's like hey show me your badge i i i, I left it at home <laughs> like, okay that's that like true? no He's wonder lost his the- badge kate has it in all these cop shows and movies, you know now they'll give me a badge and give me a gun. The badge yeah. is so much power. That's why it exactly. is. <laughs> well, I just have a badge. You can do anything. <laughs> I want this to be where Kate is actually carrying Jack Bauer's badge around. It's like, <sighs> so I'm authorized to go in here. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Bauer. <laughs> Let's take pass. <laughs> I like what you've done you with look your different. hair. You <laughs> had a haircut. <laughs> Gotten over the wife, the death of the wife, I see. Well, power to you, champ. Is your daughter still in trouble? It's a nice boob job there, Jack. (laughs) Your ass is looking great. What's that accent? You sound a bit Australian. A little bit Australian. You moved, did you? Sydney. Oh, nice. Here, it's nice this time of year. Um, But I I, got to say, I'm I'm very... um, I I have two opinions of this Kate and uh, Marie showdown we get. The first half of it is so bad like their angry confrontation that they have here this is the you know i'm not pathetic like you and then i love one point where i think uh kate's like what am i six years old <laughs> it's just <laughs> they they sound like six years old arguing and even when when uh marie is like give me a badge, give me a badge and then later on she calls her, you you got <laughs> but then she's like you stupid idiot <laughs> Who's writing this? I'll tell you who's um, writing. Who wrote this week's episode? Like you. Well, there wasn't this. Cernow was one of the writers. Oh, don't tell me that. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, Joel, yeah, like, oh, Michael Losef. That's where you get the shit oh, stuff. Of course, <laughs> classic Losef. He's the Carrie Turner of the writers' room. <laughs> he really is. 
Um, but like the, every, I like, there's so many bad lines in here. Like I was pathetic. Like you once, what are you six years old? Uh, I love this one. I can't believe how ungrateful you are. <laughs> and, and their acting is not great in this, but when we get to the later scene with them, you know, uh, what basically is going to happen here is Jack's going to shoot Marie. And I love Jack coming in. Like, again, they were going full on cheese in this episode where it's like, I take it. This is your sister. It's very bond. esque isn't it? I love, I love to catch me like, no, this is just a lady. I just <laughs> met my sister's over there. I, I thought it was her, but this <laughs> clearly this woman is Pakistani. <laughs> Marie is a blonde one. Look at the colour of her skin, Jack. Does she look like my sister? I don't see skin colour, Kate. Well, well, but she had the badge. She must have been. Look, she's literally got a badge. Sister. Ah. Oh, that's how I got confused. Uh, but like, Why is when- Kate here? I still don't know why she's she spot. Like, why is she still here? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because now they know they're coming to the airport where there is a nuclear. We this this nice blonde woman has helped us out so much. You know, she's identified Syed Ali. She's gone in as a spy, posing as you know a Muslim lady. Uh, she's helped us translate. They brought her to the airport where they at the, at the time they got here knew the nuclear bomb was here. So let's put her in even more peril. By bringing her to a nuclear bomb. I, I, I'm saying this now. Like, I can see where Kim gets some of this. Like, Jack just thinks with his dick. Like, Kim thinks with her dick. So yeah. Jack thinks with his dick. Like, it's just like, you know, if this was like me, he's not keeping me around. I'm getting shoved back like to CTU. But uh, if I'm a pretty blonde woman from Pasadena, like, I'll come wow. along for the ride. I don't know. Is this during the phase where you look like Aiden from Home and Away? I mean, he might have. Well. Thank you, Colin. Often confused. Um, we should get toddler science on the show. I'm sure he's not doing much. Uh, <laughs> Just an interview about, do you ever get mistaken for Ben Waterworth? Well, now that <laughs> you mentioned it, people keep coming up to me saying, I love the Oz Network. I, I never understand what they're talking about. They always go off at me for this Worlds Apart preview episode. Ghetto? What does that mean? They won't let me near teenagers? <laughs> And they keep playing Die Another Day in front of me all the time. I, I, I hate that song. I hate that movie. I hate them. I hate all of them. For some reason, I got banned from voting for the Sports Podcast Awards. <laughs> I went to the, the restaurant and they gave me a well-done steak without me even asking for it. I'm like, who eats this shit? Who eats a well-done steak? I, I ordered a lasagna and they dropped off a pasta bake on the table and just snickered. <laughs> they kept talking to me about some show called Third Watch. Who watches that crap? <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I was a respected actor on Home and Away. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Bike Club. I was in the Vampire Diaries. I was Spartacus. The only thing they didn't ask me is about the qualifying lap. <laughs> That's the one thing I knew. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Listen to it all the time. I wonder what he's uh, doing. <laughs> oh, oh, Colin's oh. so choking on this. I think I've got Kiefer. Uh, Echidna. Keith Echidna, yeah. Uh, anyways, Echidna. Uh, while you're looking up with uh, Aiden from, I'm looking uh, up his Instagram. Sixty-eight thousand followers. 
He's still looking good. Good for him. <laughs> Can you just create a fake account under that name, posting pictures of yourself and see if anybody notices? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Oh, he's been to Top Golf. I love Top Golf. Fun. You know what? You should change your Tinder profile to him. <laughs> Might have to get some matches. <laughs> This is the thing. He's not famous really in Australia anymore. So nobody, like if this was, you know, 12 years ago, home and away, everyone would be like, oh, you know, you're putting a fake. But people now be like, oh, yeah, right. Todd LaSant, yeah. Julius Caesar. Mmm. Yes. Mm. Bot um, club. <laughs> but uh, I, I do love the torture scene that Jack has here. Like, uh, you know, there's, every time Jack tortures somebody, he just comes up with the, the cleverest ways to do it. Like right here where he's just, digging at that bullet in the arm you know and, and this is where i really do think that uh laura harris's acting is um much better than the previous stupid idiot scene where she like she's screaming you believe she's in pain but then you're also you're buying it and what works about this is the whole idea is that i'll tell you everything i'll tell you everything there was a green car <laughs> uh and uh she's basically lying like he even says you know oh, oh yeah well, tell me about the timer on the bomb no there was no timer marie gotcha sucker uh, but <laughs> my favorite part here is actually kate where uh marie's screaming it's like make him stop or whatever and she's like, no you make him stop <laughs> like they really were going cheesy with the dialogue this week some of it works some of it doesn't um eventually they're going to find the bomb and i really don't understand how this worked like i tried to pay attention but i have no clue how this worked she was apparently lying she was apparently trying to lead them away uh jack says oh you want us to leave here you want us to leave here fast that means the bomb's actually here but it's still very we know we've learned earlier this is a very big airport so how do they find it so quickly i mean did they find it just because there's a gun shootout how did the gun shootout start we never find out why this gun shootout eventually started um, but, uh, yeah, they locate the bomb and then they just say, oh, it can go off every second, uh, or any second. This every is, second. Um, wow. every second. It's very, it's very fancy bomb. <laughs> we've, we've got about 10 hours left in this day and every single second, a nuclear bomb is going to go off unless you pew, pay pew, us $1 pew, million. But I mean, it's a much better cliffhanger than last week. But, uh, so I, I really want to know, like, why did this shootout suddenly happen? And Jack just walks in on it. Yeah, I'll get to that in a sec because that's the scene that I'm talking about where it's just like it just it makes no sense. Um, yeah, I I I think it's stupid the manner in which we get to Marie and Kate because it just shouldn't happen. And it's I feel that the reveal of Marie was so good, but I mm. feel like I don't want to say they rush into it. I feel like once they reveal, they don't do. I, I want I want her to then maybe become the big bad. And then yeah. you just build this up to the finale because, like, I want there to be a standoff between these two. Like, and this is it. And it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's just kind of like, and, like, I like Kate, but, like, I think doing this rewatch and, and analysing it a little bit more, she comes across as a bit of a racist, spoiled brat sometimes. <laughs> like, But I, I think love that's this. the point, though. But, like, her confrontation here with Marie, like, Marie's like, no, I saw the ways of the world and I saw that America is evil and blah, blah, blah. And Kate's just like, oh, really? We were there for you and mum died. We gave you everything. We gave you Barbies and ponies. You rode in the Hamptons with Freddie and I and we played polo together. And you go off and join this cause. 
And then this is where Marie slaps her. You stupid idiot. <laughs> stupid idiot. <laughs> um, it just it just comes across, yeah, it's not good acting between these two. Or it's mm. maybe not good writing. But yeah, I do love Jack's, like, I suppose this is your sister. Like, <laughs> guess we won't be going to any family reunions, will we? Um... But I, I love, like, this is where Keith Sutherland is just amazing. I get my Kiefer bone here because, like, I love I love just, like, how he interrogates her and I just love how she's just like, I'm willing to die for my cause. And he's just, like, looks at her and she's like, no, you're not. I've <laughs> spoken to people who are willing to die and you're not. Like, you're a little bitch. You're crying because there's a bullet in your arm. And I just, I just love, like... It reminds me so much of the towel scene from last season when he's just kind yeah, of like, exactly. the reason you're in pain is because the bullet's still in your arm and it's lodged against your bone. And I can give you some pain meds that will curtail this. But until then, you're going to die in pain. Because <laughs> I'm Jack. Get very angry and emotional when I get full Jack Bell. I'm an actor. I'm in character. Um, but like, oh, like, I just, it's chilling. Like, it's, it's not towel down your throat chilling but i love the moment when marie's just all like you know oh it's at the center it's in there green van blah 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 and jack's just got this moment it's just like no it's not the bomb's still <laughs> yeah. here isn't it like he's just got this look on his face and she's just like no no it's at the center it's in the center. Everyone, everyone get down there now hurry up tick 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 boom boom and he's just like but you just said we've still got three hours to go why such a hurry and she's just like <laughs> I didn't say hurry, but it was three hours. I mean, I've seen how you guys work, like chop, chop. And just like, just the way. Take 12 hours if you want. It doesn't bother me. He's just like, he's just the way he does it. Like, it's just, that is just so good. That's to me what saves this episode is just keep Sutherland just like, fuck, he's good. Put a fedora on that man when he's saying this. (laughs) But like, but you're 100% right because there's so many plot holes with how this ends. Why all of a sudden is it like the bombs on site? Hurry the fuck up and find it. As mm. soon as you find the decoy bomb, why aren't you doing this? You know the bomb is there. You have gotten there already. You didn't see any cars exit the compound or anywhere else. So as far as you know, the bomb is still on site. So, like, why are you not doing this already? And then, it like, is the thing that bothers me is, like, they just, sh- like, Jack's, you know, da 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 <laughs> like, I don't know what that was. He's going around the airport like, I'm Jack Bell, we're going to find the bomb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the new theme song. I'm Jack Bell, we're going to find the bomb. Where are my fedora and where are my badge? <laughs> I, I heard it in my head and it wasn't funny, but then I heard it out loud and then I'm like, that's kind of funny. Like, I just went him standing on like, top of his Jeep, hands on his hips, <laughs> looking up to, ah, oh, Jack, now we're going to find the bomb, find the bomb. <laughs> and you've got a bunch of, like, dancers coming out. Here's Jack, now we're going to find the bomb. Will it go off? Will it go off? It's Jack Bauer. Find the bomb. da 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 you know in Hawkeye how we're watching like the musical, the and musical, like, yeah, yeah, like that. That's this is the Jack Bauer music. <laughs> <laughs> will he find it in time? Do, do, do. Yes, he will, because he's Jack Bauer. Got to find the, find the, find the bomb. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, this episode won't go for long, then. Um, you know how you and Noah used to do like 
musical numbers for all the characters on Survivor. Remember when that was a thing? Oh, Can we do Christ. that for 24? What a waste like, of time a that was. <laughs> a Broadway musical theme song for every season of 24. <laughs> Colin, I will say, we Don't did that back when we didn't it. have Tony's life. still alive. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> the big bad of the season. <laughs> Where is Cubby? Cubby's coming along in the mug. He's got a flavor saver. He's in control. He's in charge. He's a man in the sheets and a man. That's Ryan Lochte. Um, I don't know. Listen, off the podium. Um, I'm Jack Powell. We're going to find the bomb. I'm Kate Warner and I've got a badge. <laughs> you stupid idiots. I am Nina. I'm going to be a mole. Be a mole. Be a mole. I'm the cougar and I'm jumping the shark. Jumping the shark. <laughs> Um, I'm Kim Howard. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm Milo and I didn't come to follow him to fall that file. <laughs> fall that file. I'm Randy Murdoch and I've got a hat. <laughs> I'm David Pomeran. Because we can. Because we can. <laughs> I'm Keith Palmagana. What's the tube? What's the tube? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Well, I was wondering at what point in 2022 we get our first best of clip. And um, welcome to the best of for 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to the best of 2022. <laughs> um, but, like, he's driving. <laughs> I cannot think of the clip. He's driving along. I'm Jack Bell. We're going to fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I can't I can't think of anything else are you going to buy a regular bit I really want to talk about this scene they show up and it's just like there's there's just a gunfight happening it's like okay and then all of a sudden you see one person getting shot and they're just like okay open the back oh there just happens to be a sports bag there what's in it like is this meant to be the seventh coral snack? Because I don't think it is. Because from well, memory, I the pilot was supposed to be the seventh. I no, I think the seventh is still on the run. Because I think Jack comes into contact with him at another point. I feel because I, I feel he's got something to do with this storyline moving forward from memory. So like at this point, now we're at two about nine of them. So I just want it to be every single week. It's like, have you found the seventh man? Yes. And actually, we miscounted. There was an eighth. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a 43rd one right now. But um, Jack Power going to find the seven. <laughs> but, like, it makes no sense because, again, you've got um terrorist guy who his, his three Stooges guys killed themselves off earlier on in the season. So he's it. Marie's been captured. So there's only two. So who is, who is he? Who is this guy that just gets shot? Is this... Is, is he Smithers? Did Smithers just <laughs> <say> CTU? <laughs> I'm just trying to get on a plane and you shot Wait. me. Ow. Wait a second. It's Smithers. What? But he wasn't wearing a badge. Kate's like, oh, sorry about that, guys. I'm Kate Warner. Gonna sneak away. Um, <laughs> but like, it just, it just, it's like, it's like the writers literally have gone like, oh, fuck this bomb. Shit. They've got to find it. Oh. Uh, let's write it down. Comes across gunfight, bomb in bag. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what they've done. But, like, it's a decent cliffhanger because it's the whole, like, oh, it could go off any second. 
I literally wanted it to go off at that second. But like, my yeah. biggest question: What is Nest? N e s t, which is, is on the the back of these guys' jackets. Which um, I've actually looked up here. I've, I've searched for the acronym, but apparently there is a page here on Twenty Four Wiki that N E S T is Nuclear Emergency Support Team, which apparently also comes back in Day Eight. So this isn't the only time we see <laughs> Nest. Um, but yeah, the random bald Nest guy. Good for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yippee! They found the bomb. Here's Jack Bauer. He did find the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a decent cliffhanger, but um, I'd rather watch the musical. Uh, do you have any other trivia? The only trivia I really had here was, uh, yeah, that this was the last episode where all the main cast members appeared. There, I've, I'm trying to think, was there something in the book or was that for next week? There was something in the book. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't think he's on Air Force. I think he's on Air Force One next week. But a fun fact, the the set that they are on Air Force One is the same set that they built for the movie Air Force One. So Ooh. there's a fun little fact for you. I thought that was kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing else uh, interesting to add. I've got a fun one for next week, though. I that the First Lady of Air Force One will eventually... Wendy Crewson will be fucking <laughs> David Palmer next rounds. season. <laughs> Literally, she gets off with the president. Literally. Uh, Is she two. the luckiest woman in the history of movies and television? <sighs> I mean, she's Wendy Crewson. So, I mean, she's from Win- she's from Winnipeg too, so she's a hometown hero here. But I mean, like, come on, she's been married to Judge Reinhold, Tim Allen, she's banged Dennis Haysbert, <laughs> and Harrison Ford. Um, and Harrison Ford, yeah. I mean, and everybody. Gary Oldman gave her a bit of a lick, didn't he? In Air Force yeah. One, didn't he? Like, get all close up. I mean, the woman gets around, but I mean, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like, I mean, pff, I would get around Wendy Cruz. Oh, and, like, you know what? You yeah. know what? You would really love. Uh, the TV show Saving Hope here in Canada, where um, she had sex with a much younger Daniel Gillies that you would know as the dish John Jameson in Spider-Man. Ooh, what a man. So re- she, she, was, really, she really is a lucky woman. She was in, wasn't she, we, I know we always bring this up every like two years, wasn't she in that Better Than Chocolate Canadian movie all about the sex? Wasn't she the one who like tries out all the sex toys in the apartment? Was that Wendy Cruson? I don't think we've brought that up up until now, but if we have, I, I blocked it out. There was definitely another, a Canadian movie I haven't seen. Well, of course it is. It's got sex in it. You wouldn't have seen it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wendy Crewson's in that. I like it was just it was one of those SBS movies that was on at like ten o'clock, and I remember always <laughs> loving it. Um, and like I, I'm pretty sure it's Wendy Crewson. Like she's the mother of one of the main characters. It's like a lesbian movie. Of course, Ben's gonna watch it. And she like goes into this apartment and like this woman's got like just dildos and vibrators all on display. And so like, I think there's a scene where like when Nick Cruson decides to start using them and trying them out. So, um, so a dildo Colin is a fake. <laughs> pe- <laughs> just- <laughs> I'm going to explain these things to you. So, um, I, I, I can't believe we forgot to the, uh, the original Oz network episode that she was married to Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sixth day. Of course. The OG. So man, she's Tim Allen, Harrison Ford. Oh, Dennis Haysbert, Judge Reinhold, yeah, and Arnold well, Schwarzenegger. You, you know, you know what is going to happen with this, Colin, is the fact that we'll forget about her in a week, so it will just, you know, wash up dead on a beach somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> well played. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Um, I remember the jokes that we say we're going to do in every episode every year. So <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, all right, so I'm not. I'm not buying this episode. I'm not bidding this episode. This is a. I would say it's completely middle, but I mean, for me, this is a season two middle of the road episode, <laughs> which means it's a lower rent rent for me. Um, I'm renting it and I have this 
at number 24 overall out of 38 episodes. So I have this just below episode 21 from season one and just above episode 12 from uh, this season, season two. Um, yeah, I am renting it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's not as frustrating as last week. I think Jack saves it. Um, yeah, it's not a terrible episode, but it's just, it's kind of almost like a pointless episode where it's like, just get to next week already. Um, I've got it at 28th. Um, so just below episode three of this season and just above episode four of season one. So, um, yes, that is where I have it. You are welcome. Thank you. Uh, And next week we get all the excitement because it is the episode we've been waiting 15 weeks for. Um, This is where somebody's going to find the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Blow the bomb. And it's more than just that. Like there's one huge moment in this episode, which is to me the most obvious Hall of Fame moment of this season. Uh, But there's so much other good stuff in this episode. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's along the lines of the first Jack Bauer death episode that we had. uh, Was that like episode 10 or something like that earlier on with Anina negotiating for Jack's death? Like it is one of the strongest all around episodes of the season. I I, look this, this is by far the best episode of the season. Um, I mean, the finale is pretty good, but it's, it, if I remember anything from this season, it's always this episode. I think that I remember watching this episode and having a very similar feel to the finale of season one. Not quite the same, but mm. it was still a very like, like, because it, it, it comes on that level where, as we've always said, you never think the bomb's going to go off. You never think it mm-hmm. is. And I love the way they write into this where it's like, it has to go off. There's some problems with next week's episode. There, there are some moments oh, yeah. where you just kind of like, okay, what? Like, really? Huh? What? But like, I'm going to be a lot more forgiving over the stuff that mm-hmm. happens next week because the ending of the episode is is just brilliant. The music is amazing. It's tense. It's just it's it's amazing. Um, so yeah, like I'm looking forward to talking about next week, even though it is a season two episode as we're discovering, which isn't <laughs> massively magnificently brilliant, but it's still a great episode of 24. So yeah. Definitely. And, and yeah, there's definitely a moment in next week, which you would argue could very well be in the top, probably will be in the top 10 of all of the 24 seasons at the end of all these 20,000 seasons we're doing when we get there in like 2097. So yeah. All right. So you continue to listen to us every single week. Rico. Uh, you continue to listen to us every week talk about 24 uh, as well Breaking Bad is still ongoing Lost is on hiatus but we are covering the current season of The Amazing Race uh, where you can hear everybody diss don't on Ben's fashion fuck Rocky and Jared and Kristen <laughs> don't fucking listen to it screw them I don't nope. like to see any of them pull off a fedora no they can't even pull just, off regular just clothes just because of that they suck. I'm, I'm boycotting do it I'm not going to be there you, and you, if I show you boycott up, that and if I show up, it's because somebody paid me. You know what? Um, I bet you they're anti-vaxxers. I bet you they don't. I bet you they are. <laughs> I bet you they don't wear masks. <laughs> I bet you they're like Evangeline Lilly. They just don't <laughs> do shit. You know? I look at that Kristen and I'm like, she'd be, she'd just complain. Oh, I'm not getting that. You know what the weirdest thing is? Kristen's been in such a good mood as we record the Amazing Race episodes. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yes. 
I, I want to I want to say something really mean, but I don't want to say something really mean because I <laughs> I, I genuinely like Kristen. I actually really do like Kristen. I'm just being even a though she's an anti vaxxer No, fuck her! Like, come on, <laughs> get your vaccination shot. Let me wear a fedora. <laughs> Not cool, Kristen. <laughs> I'll bring so, back the Kristening thing. I know you didn't like that. Bring it back. So to everybody out there, get your vaccinations and. Wear your fedoras. <laughs> Vote at the sportspodcastawards.com. Yeah, sportspodcastawards.com. Vote every Let's day. Keep plugging it. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, my name's Colin Hilding, and I'm going to find the bomb. <laughs> just also should clarify if you go to sportspodcastawards.com, vote for off the podium. Right, like just don't go on there and vote for like something else. Like yeah. we're not just telling you to vote for the shits and gigs. Go to the best <laughs> Olympics podcast and click on off the podium. That's why we're asking you to do it. Like don't vote for like the W2F1 podcast. Like no, like they're, they're not that good. We're better. Different category, but still. Uh, my name is Ben and you don't even want to get to know me and I'm going to end the show. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)